this is my true love, The Office. There could be no better thing to talk about. Welcome back to That's What They Said, the podcast. So tune your TV to PBS, grab your hay bale, and drag it to the reception area, and get to the conference room stat, because it is time for the podcast where we break down the world's greatest show, The Office. With me, as usual, is my beloved son, Griffin Yaz. Yay! Hey, everyone. <laughs> How you feeling? This is a big day. This is my favorite episode of The Office ever. Yes, and I share that with you. Well, we came to a consensus on what the top 10 for The Office was, and we've been counting them down, and here we are. We have arrived at number one. I'm so excited. I could have a grape soda from the break room or <laughs> something, or what did Jim usually get? Grape! Yeah. Anyway, so Griff, why don't you take us on a tour of where we've been so far in this podcast, starting with... Sure. Uh, the number 10 and counting down. So this is our 10th episode, meaning it's our number one of all time. So we right. started with basketball at our number 10 of all time, then company picnic, then the injury, dinner party, stress relief part one and part two. That's two separate podcasts if you want to listen. Right. Uh, number five, we had Office Olympics. Number four, The Fire. Number three, The Dundies. Number two, which we just did, Threat mm. Level Midnight. Big and time. now... Here we are. Make our way to our final episode. Yes, this deserves uh, quite a drum roll, so let me prepare that for us right now. Here it comes. Oh, that wasn't good at all. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) We have today the finale. Yeah. So this is Um, like a kind of controversial one, in my opinion. I think it will be because most people don't rank. I, I don't know. The, we noticed on uh, one of the websites that I read, the Ringer, Bill Simmons website, that they had the finale. They ra- recently ranked the top 100, I believe. I think it was 50. Well, 50. Oh, you're right. It was 50. And I was like top 25. Or maybe top 20. Maybe cracked the top 20. They had dinner party number one, which mm-hmm. I res- you got to respect the choice. Sure. We had similar like top 10-ish. Yeah. We had at least five of our um, top 10 were made their top 10, I think, or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. But... Why do you love the finale so much? I think I'm biased to the finale because, I don't know, I love the last season of The Office when everyone's kind of there, Michael's gone. But it's You like, might have watched that in, in real time. Like, oh, you watched everything on the second yeah. time around? Okay, go um, ahead. Yep. I think the, the production gets better. There, There's very funny, like, ideas for the episodes and... It's like a good way to wrap it up, I think. Everyone's really coming into their own character. Everyone's so well at that point. Right. It does... I don't know if they originally aired this in two parts, but it was it was a, of double length, at least. Served as the 24th and 25th episode of the ninth season. Originally aired May 16th, 2013. Preceded by an hour-long series retrospective, which I do not remember. The plot of the finale is one, it's one year since the documentary has aired. Now, when we say the documentary, that's the phony documentary that is being depicted in the show The Office, right? Mm-hmm. And the crew has returned to gain more footage for the DVD bonus features. So that's the premise under which they shoot the rest of this. See, they had to concoct that when you right. think about it, because otherwise, why would the documentarian still be shooting if You're the right. documentary had already aired? So it's a... Pretty flimsy excuse also, but so what happens? Andy has been humiliated on a reality show. We might get into that a little bit. He cries on a reality show and is now known among the United States as Baby Wawa. 
Daryl has expanded Athlead, the company that Jim welcomed him to. So he's off doing that. But everybody returns for Dwight and Angela's wedding. Pretty much everybody returns. Eventually, this is no secret, eventually Mike, Michael appears on the scene. Mm-hmm. That's a big reveal. What else happens? There's a bachelor and a bachelorette party where various shenanigans go on. Jim is the bestest mensch, meaning the best man. And then how does it end? Well, Pam surprises Jim by putting their house on the market with the idea that they would move to some city where Jim could pursue athlete. And that's a big uh, happy ending for them. They're going to leave Dunder Mifflin. Kelly and Ryan take off. Ryan abandons his child. We'll get into that (laughs) a little bit. And Dwight and Angela live happily ever after, apparently. And then the end is just a lot of nice stuff. Pam and Jim and others say about how the documentary crew documented this beautiful time in their life. Anyway, so let's get into it, right, Griff? Let's do it. Okay. So we do a lot of categories on this show. We do favorite lines. We do trivia. We pick an MVP and sleeper. We show you a show. You can listen to a deleted scene that you probably have never heard before. Then we do shooting it where we poke holes in the production of the show. We do our hot take in Dundee. And what do you got for lines, Griff? So this is obviously a longer episode of The Office. So I have kind of a little bit more than I usually do in each category. So I'll start. So when Dwight comes into the conference room, when they're planning the bachelor party, Dwight comes in, and do you remember what he says? No. He, he says, um, in, like, Hollywood, there's usually a, a fake murder or, like, something that happens at a dinner party, at a bachelor party. That won't be necessary tonight. Right. And Jim just looks at the camera, like, what? And then mm-hmm. Clark delivers a very funny line that doesn't really get heard very much. Great. Now we got three hours to fill. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a good one. Very good. Another one, when Dwight is handed the bazooka. Yes. He starts chuckling. He goes, ha. And then mutters under his breath, get out of my way. (laughs) As he takes the bazooka. That's funny because I had one from that scene too. I saw you writing at the same time I was writing. I thought we were going to pick the same line. We actually picked different lines. The, as part of Jim's surprises to Dwight on this bachelor party, they pull up into this abandoned field. And Jim, as Griffin points out, Jim has arranged for Dwight to fire an actual bazooka and blow up like a bale of hay or something. But as soon as he gets out, Dwight just takes one look at the bazooka and this guy holding a bazooka. Do you remember what he says? Are you going to bonk me? What are you going to whack me, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a mafia thing. I enjoyed that. Anyway, go ahead. When uh, Dwight goes to the, the bar to talk to Kevin because he has to buy everyone drinks because Moe's brings Angela there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Long story. But when he's talking to Kevin afterwards about why he was fired, he's burying the hatchet. He just says, you were just really bad at your job. And then I love what Kevin says. He goes, you're just saying that to make me feel better. I know. I know. He said it wasn't personal. So I got that one queued up if you want to hear a little bit of that exchange. It can't be anything. And yeah, Dwight is trying to bury the hatchet with Kevin. Personal. Well, 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 well. Well, I missed you. Good to It was nothing personal. It's just that you were terrible at your job. You're just saying that to make me feel better. No, really. You were terrible at math and organization, time management, personal hygiene. Well, you get the point. <laughs> what else you got? Funny buddy? scene. I like the, the classic when he sees Michael for the first time and Dwight says can't believe you came. And then Michael has one of his two lines of the entire episode. That's what he <laughs> said. Yeah. Well, he has more than two lines, but. No, just yeah. two. No, he talks later to the camera about his kids, doesn't he? Just once. That's it? 
he wow. talks. So that's the his one line. That's what she said. Yep. And the other line is, I feel like this is my next line. I feel like all my kids grew up, and uh, and they got married to each other. I it's did. every parent's dream. I had that too. I had that too. We might as well play it because, and maybe we'll discuss it longer. But right, Michael is not supposed to, is hadn't planned to be at the wedding, or as far as Dwight knows, anyway. Jim has secretly arranged for Michael to return. Don't forget, Michael Scott, the character hasn't been on the show for the last two seasons for the right the last two seasons of the office Something like that, yeah. yeah and so jim concocts this story that he can can't because of a technicality about their age he can't serve as his bestest match his best man and so suggesting that maybe there's another way well let's just play it you'll get you know it what? the minister just told me that it's tradition for the bestest mensch to be older than the groom oh come on i've never heard of such a thing i haven't heard of it obviously but I'm out because I'm significantly younger than you. Not significant as a big well, word. I think, I think you're... Well, okay. Either Jim. way, Dwight, I can't be there for you. I'm sorry. Jim. I just really wish there was something I could do. Jim looks knowingly off to the side. Michael, I can't believe you came. That's what she said. <laughs> I think it's the greatest line in the, hit, in the run of the show. You think so? I think so. We can talk. We can argue about that later, but that might be a hot take. That might be a hot take. You got any more lines? No, that's it for me. My lines. You stole most of them, but you're gonna whack me, Jim. I had that after they leave the the restaurant for Dwight's bachelor party, which is a, a very funny scene where Dwight doesn't realize they've hired a stripper. He keeps thinking it's the waitress who's not bringing him any food. But when they get back in the limo, they get in there, and Dwight says, "I never thought I'd say this, but I think I ate too much bone oh, marrow." Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. What else do I have here? The uh, I had the one about the kids growing up and marrying each other, yeah. And then there's one that's, it's a little sappy, but it's kind of nice. Andy Bernard says at the end that he looks back on his days at in Scranton as the good old days, and he said, I wish someone could tell you when the good old days were happening before they actually ended. So it's kind of something like that. I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days right. before you'd actually lift them. Right. I actually, that one's meaningful to me because I said to, um, when I worked for a newspaper here in Boston, Lawyers Weekly, we had this family of newspapers that had that had, they had purchased us. And it, instead of it becoming a bad thing, it became a good thing for all of us. We got to meet all these people. They had these great conventions. They took us out for these great dinners and stuff. And I remember making a toast, and I said, I want to thank you guys for walking up this in. For us, this is the good old days. Like, we, we didn't have good old days. This is the good old days right now for us. And I said, I just want to appreciate these because I think these are the good old days. And within five years, the company went bankrupt. So they wow. really were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right, we move on. Should we move on to trivia? Yes, trivia. You want to hit me first? I'll, uh, yeah, I'll ask Okay, you, so. you go. So when Oscar, we find out, is campaigning for something to some office in mm-hmm. town. And he S- says... Well, th- don't you know the irony there? He's, he's running, running for state, state senator. senator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's on the phone and he says... Left uh, the governor. Uh, the, sorry, the senator promised a left turn at the Arby's. So I want to know, where in the middle of what is it? In the middle of like a, a ge- geographic location? No, it's like some weird expression he says. Oh yeah, like we're down in the middle of a. It's an old timey kind of. I can't remember what it is. In I the middle up. of horsehead sauce. Yeah. What? <laughs> right, right. It's like the weirdest line ever. Yep. But he delivers it, and he's, like, very proud of himself for saying that's, yeah, that's a good one. What kind of surgery did Jim fake in order to get the wedding to be on the same weekend as the doc? Lap band Re- surgery. That's actually right. That's that absolutely one. right. Thank you. What song does the stripper play? 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's funny because I have a couple trivia questions about songs played during different times of this too. episode. Yeah. It, it must be a heavy metal song. No. Oh, man. I give up. I have, I'm Rihanna, S and M. Oh. Dave didn't get that one. Yeah, you're right. That's a good one. At the end of the panel, there's the lady that leads the panel that's there at the... Like the facility this that they're the, at. The PBS wrap-up show yeah. talking to the cast of this phony documentary, yes. And she says, Irish step dance, Irish yeah. step dance team, winner to where? Winner to... Uh, it's like something funny about step dancing? No, they're yeah. like... To like not like the national tournament in a certain location. Oh, winner to where? Oh, oh win, I don't know Dubuque. I don't know. Winner <laughs> to Mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic. Yeah, that I was, love that line for some reason. Yeah, it's well, it's funny. It, it to me that line really made me think because we love this show so much. So many people are obsessed with this show, and in watching the show, it's it is essentially watching the documentary mm-hmm. that the phony documentary crew made. It's presented that way. It, it, it really kind of invented that genre that was copied by Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. Modern Family, and others. And we know it is such a big show, but when the PBS person, the PBS person said that, it's like now we're, the, we're hosting the cast of the Office of True Life Documentary or whatever it is, and then next week, it's the step dancing thing. Yeah. So it underscores how we're not supposed to think they're celebrities right. on the show. They're not. They're mild celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like, some people know Andy Bernard. You got any more? My last one. Yep. What song, it's the instrumental that's playing during Dwight and Angela's first dance. That was one of mine. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine. That's right. That's Roses. right. <laughs> yes, I'll take that one. Thank you. So you might have stolen a couple of mine, but let's see what I've got here. I only have two trivia questions for you, and one of them is, is pretty impossible. But what what sh- scenes are flashed back to in the final oh. montage? Can you name any of the scenes that they showed from prior episodes? Well, there's so I wrote, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there were two kind of major ones that both involved Michael doing silly things. Any come to mind? No. I wrote down Cafe Disco and the funeral for the bird. Yep. And then there were probably more, but I got tired of writing. <laughs> so this is, so I, I fell down on the job on trivia this week, I'm afraid. But there, I do have a good one that's, that's interesting, and I don't know if you'll get any of them. But there are one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, technically, seven actors who have appeared on The Office either as guest stars. I was going to say this. Or, <laughs> oh, what, about the Academy Awards? No, no that, oh. like, there's so many guest stars in this that you don't even realize. Oh, that's true. That's true. But my question is, actually, during the entire run of the series, who they've, these actors have been nominated for Academy Awards. So they have to be of some okay. repute. Either regular, there's, now I'm looking down here, there's only, there is one member of the regular cast mm-hmm. who was nominated for an Oscar. Don't overthink it. It's Michael? Yes. Well, Steve Carell was nominated for Foxcatcher, where he plays that psycho wrestling fanatic. Uh-huh. You didn't see that, I know. There are a couple others that went on to fame after there's one I really didn't know. Actually there was there is one other regular member of the cast who I didn't know this, but she, female hint, was nominated. Kaling? No, that's a good guess. She's probably got a couple of Emmy nominations. But this person um, Is it Aaron? No. No. Well you got Michael, so who goes with Holly? Michael? Holly? That's right. Really? A- Amy Ryan was nominated for Gone Baby Gone, the Ben Affleck movie. I had no idea. The weird. You want me to give you the rest? Yeah. the The weirdest one is. I'll save the weirdest one for last. The one that that P- 
people may recognize is Amy Adams, who, of course, played right. Jim's girl, the hot girl. What was her name? Oh, we forget. I don't know. She played, uh, she dated Jim briefly. We talked to her about her in the, the episode, The Fire, because she was she showed up there briefly. Has Jim gotten nominated for anything since? John Krasinski with, like, The Quiet Place and stuff like that? Oh, that's a good guess. Uh, you know what? We should look up whether Krasinski might have gotten an Oscar nomination, at least for writing. Oh, Jack Ryan, damn. maybe? I don't know. The Jack Ryan, that's TV, though. That's not. Oh, so Amy Adams for one, two, three, four, five. I don't know whether she's how many she's won. I should know that. But she's got five nominees. That's amazing. June Bug, Doubt, The Fighter, where she played Marky Mark's wife, The Master, and American Hustle. But John Krasinski, A Quiet Place was an acclaimed movie, but apparently it only was nominated for like sound editing or something at the Oscars. So no Oscars for Krasinski yet. Kathy Bates, who was in the, the Stephen King-inspired horror movie Misery, also Primary Colors, and About Schmidt. She was nominated for all of those. Joan Cusack, who appeared in the final episode as a guest star who shows up at the panel discussion and goes up to the microphone and she says, Oh, she's from school of rock. Yes. That's right. <laughs> you know, her from school. of Rock. Sorry. Aaron's mom, Aaron's mom, Joan Cusack, John's sister has been nominated for working girl and in and out. Steve Carell. We mentioned Cloris Leachman. This is pretty, um, wow. Reach, but that's Cloris a good one. Right. Who was, who was Lily in the phony movie with Jack Black that we discussed in a previous episode. She was nominated for the last picture show. That movie came out in the sixties. I think that's amazing. And then this is the deepest trivia you'll ever get. You only get it here on That's What They Said. On the occasions where Michael's mom would appear in only telephonic form, we only heard Michael's mom's voice. Right. That's an actor named Jane June Squibb. You might remember her as Auntie Somebody from Modern Family. She steals... Sophia Fergara's sauce recipe. Uh-huh. Uh, it, anyway, but she was nominated for an Oscar. No way. In the movie Nebraska. Wow. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That, that's that's absurd. All right. So there you go with trivia. So we move on. I'm really off my game today. All right. Who do you got for MVPs? For one MVP. My MVP is Dwight. Wow. Okay. So that's a good pick. Dwight. Actually, that was mine too. It is? Yes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. because Dwight's like kind of the clear cut MVP for me because yep. it's like happy Dwight. You never get happy Dwight in an episode. He's yep. always like grouchy, which is like funny and he gets made fun of by Jim, but he's like truly happy in this episode and drives a lot of the plot. Yep. I think that's my criteria always for the MVP. If they drive a lot of the plot, like they create avenues for other people yep. to make funny jokes and stuff like that, they're the MVP. Yeah. I, I like Dwight in this episode because he's he keeps his character... 100% through like from the character of Dwight changed a little bit over time. Like he used to be completely sucking up to Michael mm-hmm. and then at points he would chat, but he was still really Dwight, still quirky, still weird. Some of the other characters kind of, I don't know when they get to the finale of a season, things kind of go weird. It happened with Seinfeld where they tried to make some weird plot that really didn't work, but Angela Axel mushy. That's not her. That's mm-hmm. like not her. And Dwight is still just Dwight through and through all the way to the end. Yeah. All right. So that's it's funny when he's manager yep. and he does like the meetings and stuff like that. And you see what he would actually be like as manager. Yeah. He's not bad. He's yeah. not horrible. Not only that, but Jim as his number two is hilarious. Is, is great. Cause Jim is enjoying every minute of the, of the unintentional comedy when Dwight doesn't realize he's being funny cause he's always being funny, but Jim is just playing it up and enjoying it. Yeah. All right. We move on. Sleeper. <laughs> Never gets old. 
Sleeper, you go first. I have Pam. Okay, explain. I was going to pick another character, but I gave them the Dundee, so I don't want to like double repeat over them. But Pam does the thing with the house, and Pam has a couple like nice sappy lines at the end about beauty and ordinary things. She unveils her mural. Right. Right, which is good. Yeah, and she, I don't know, she's just Pam. Yeah. She's just always been a great character, and this is like another great wrap-up of her, I guess. I just went weird and obscure. My sleeper was Devin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so De- Devin's a character who was fired in season beginning of season two I think in the Halloween episode mm-hmm. never to be seen again until he just shows up D- Dwight just Dwight, casually I says I always like Devin yeah I always like Devin so I hired him back so that's the ultimate sleeper I don't even think he has a line in the episode but I'm just, I just I thought it was cool to see him it's the same actor obviously yeah, yeah. alright so we're going to get to deleted scenes we're going to do shoot, we're going to do all usual stuff for a moment, I'll tell you about what we do at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? Is now a good time to start it? You know what? Now is an opportune time to start it. We've been producing podcasts remotely, so you can do it from the comfort of your home. We've been doing it for years, actually. It's just now kind of an important thing to reach your clients, your audience, anyone you want to reach. They're at home. They're binging things. They're waiting to hear from you. They're waiting to hear your voice. We'll send you out a USB microphone, a quality one, for free if you want to get started with us and have us Produce your podcast. Go to pod617.com to get started. Be part of the pod revolution, the Boston Podcast Network in pod. We trust. You want to do the deleted scenes now, Griff? Should we? Should we? And we. there's a lot of good ones. You should go to the internet, that internet thing on YouTube, and search for deleted seasons. The deleted seasons. Imagine if they deleted the whole season. Oh, my God. <laughs> so one of the characters that pops up in this episode for the first time is Angela's sister, Rachel. And earlier in the episode, we learned that they have their own language they speak together, yes. which is weird. And then the one of the deleted scenes features a toast that Rachel is going to give to the bride. Here it is. Angela, my face office officer. If it's office to pop for someone, office to office not with no and I from now to know a lot of it's off of people popping earth. Oh, Angela was from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Kevin, of course. So that's a little snippet. And she goes on more to just more awkward silence of everyone right. watching her not knowing anything she's saying. Right, exactly. Oh, I have a tri- trivia question for you since I fell down on the trivia question before. That actress Ra- is named Rachel something. Anyway, she appeared in a movie as the wife... Of what office character? What? I mean, of what of what actor? Yeah. Know, this is a big movie that you've seen. It's about a bunch of guys that go to Las Vegas. Hangover. That's right. She's Ed Helms' That's wife? That's right. Wow. Very good, yeah. Yeah, she's the one who is infamously slept with a bartender on a cruise or something. They keep oh talking about that. Oh, my God, you're that. so right. That's her. So I wonder if they got to know each other and she said, hey, put in a word for me with the guys from the office. All right, so we did delete scenes. Now, okay, this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. I really shrewded it. Shrewding it. You want to explain to people what shrewding is? Shrewding it is just basically, as much as we love The Office, some things usually don't make sense, and we try to point those out. And when things are a little fishy, things don't go quite as they should, and we, as true Office fanatics, point those right. out. Right. Only we notice Out of things. love. Out of love. It's done out of love. So let's go, go back on. and forth, because we, okay. we have right. a lot. We do. You want to start? You want me to start? I'm going to start. Go. So we see that Kevin gets fired, and with the cake, he says, get out. Dwight writes, get out with the frosting, right. sorry. And uh, he's like, if anyone can give a, a reason for him to stay based off his merit, and then no one can say. Yeah, the silence. Um, but then Pam says, oh, Toby will block it. Right. Toby always blocks it. Right. Um, and right as Toby's about to say something, Dwight hands him the cake and says, bye-bye, Toby. 
yep. uh, implying that he got fired. That's and right. we later find out that he did get fired. Right. How many times do you think Michael tried to fire Toby and wasn't able to fire Toby? Like, yeah. Why is it allowed for him to get fired now? Yeah, I had it too. It's a huge one. In fact, not only that, I think Michael says point blank in one of the first couple seasons, Toby doesn't work for me. He works for corporate. And he's there as the corporate HR rep. There's been many times in the series where Toby kind of steps in and Michael is not allowed to like step on his toes. So, right. Yeah. So come on. Inconsistency. Not a good one. Can't fire Toby. All right, true. Yeah, so this is uh, this is maybe super nitpicky, but the one of the funny subplots of this episode is that it is discovered that Creed was a lead singer for a band called The Grassroots in the 60s and during that time he as Dwight describes sold drugs and dealt endangered species meat, meat right? Yeah. Okay, so two things there. One is kind of mild. The endangered species meat is seemingly like a callback to when Dwight whispered into Robert California's ear, I can get you exotic meats, right? <laughs> and so Dwight, I thought that was lazy writing. Like Dwight wouldn't be shocked by endangered species meats. He'd right. probably appreciate it. Anyway, that's a small one. But the other thing is that the couple things going on here. One, Creed Bratton's the character's name is Creed Bratton. The actor's and the character's name is one and the same. So the real Creed Bratton was in a group called the, the Grassroots. Mm-hmm. This is true. So they're, just, they're borrowing from real life. They're playing this little meta trick on us. But here's what I, if, if, and at the end of the episode, Creed is taken off in handcuffs, but there, he might have a good legal defense. And it's this, he, his name isn't Creed Bratton in the show, because there was an episode where he says something like the last guy I've stolen many identities. Yeah. The last guy who messed with Creed Bratton, his name was Creed Bratton, Creed Bratton. Or, or something like that. In other wow. words, he has stolen someone's, he's, that's what it was, right? He's you're right. You're totally identity. right. Okay. That's my, go ahead. My next one is when. Dwight, uh, sorry, Dwight's on the limo. Everyone's on the limo for the bachelor party and they suddenly stop. And we know that's going to be for the bazooka. Right. However, when they just stop in the car, Dwight's like, what are we doing? This isn't on the itinerary. Right. Why does, why does Dwight have an itinerary? Oh, that's a good one, Griff. Dwight shouldn't have an itinerary. He's He's supposed to not know about any of it. Exactly. The whole thing was a complete surprise. In fact, he says that at the beginning. He Mm -hmm. says, well, I don't know anything. Dwight. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good one, Griff. Thank you. This is a mild one, I think, but when the waitress comes into the restaurant, turns out to be a stripper, and she starts trying to do this embarrassing thing to Dwight, who doesn't know she's a stripper, can't figure out she's actually a stripper. Jim is recording it on his iPhone, and my question is, why? I I think maybe that he wanted that for some purpose that was going to come around later in the episode. Uh Uh-huh. What, like, why? I guess, I guess you could it's say, well, funny, it's, it's a guess. bachelor party. It's funny. I want to get Dwight. But they made a point of showing us that he was recording him. Right? Yeah. It was a little weird. It was a little weird. Okay. Same with the weirdness. When that scene where Angela gets taken by Moe's, mm-hmm. it's not great acting. And I'll tell you, because if you watch it back, like in slow motion, you see that Angela goes to adjust the door. The whole scene is kind of stupid because... Phyllis goes up is like, see, it's not, it is closed. Like there, no right. one's out there. And then Angela's like, fine, like I'll go shut it myself. So mm-hmm. she walks out and then she walks around the door and you can see her out of the corner of her eye look for Moe's because she knows she's about to get grabbed, but she's also trying to look forward to act like she's going to be surprised. Right. And it's not a great acting scene for her. Yeah. Yeah. That whole, I agree with you. And that whole thing, like they also, you don't throw a person in a trunk if you're playing a prank on them. Yeah. <laughs> they throw Angela in the trunk. I just scratched off one of my shoots because I figured it out. In, in the scene where they're getting ready for the panel discussion, initially it appears that there's barely anyone in the audience, barely anyone has shown up to see the wrap-up yeah. for this documentary. And then Andy wanders out and realizes the whole crowd is actually waiting behind a rope or something. Mm-hmm. About, there's a tons of people. And they look at him, 
and I think he's, I now realize he was fearful that they were going to remember him for Baby Wawa. Right. But instead, they start going, and and there's a sign that says, a poster that says, whatever happened to Andy Bernard? And my question is going to be, why is Andy Bernard so important? But I've just answered my own question, because he was the only one who actually was famous because he was in a viral video. Right. So I have to cancel my own shroot. I have to replace it with a new one. One my slight shroot there is, why did those people get in early? Like, Yeah, yeah. They didn't explain that. They should have had a little line like, like he should have gone by like an attendant and said, wow, low turnout. And the attendant should have gone, oh, no, those are just the VIPs, the right, real right. crowds out there. That would have helped. That would have helped. I agree. You go. Okay. So mine is, so we find this out in the deleted scene and no wonder they deleted it because it's a really stupid reason for it. But how did Kevin get the money to buy a bar? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. We see also in another deleted scene, know. He's he like, tries to, I've actually watched this. He tries to get a loan to start an ice cream company. Yeah. But he actually is just going to use the loan to pay off his debt. Right. His ga- sports gambling. Yeah. Debt we know he's, buy, a, like, we know he's a gambler. Cart. Right, and he's been living off of a salary of the third most important accountant in a mid-sized paper company. Right. So, but wait, was it revealed in the deleted scenes where he got the money? Yeah, he says that everyone wanted to buy him a drink, and then he, so many people wanted to buy him a drink that he got so much credit at the bar that yeah. it just made him more sense to be a partner. Like, what? It was, yeah, it was, uh, we know, we as soon as we saw that, we are like, yeah, that's why they deleted no wonder. that scene. Yeah, but it, yeah, that is not explained very well. Here's a shooting it, I think. Where was Holly? Holly doesn't Holly doesn't join. Whoa. Holly, good one. Thank you. I imagine maybe Amy Ryan decided not to come back. I don't know why. Amy well, she is an Academy Award nominee, as we mentioned. But <laughs> if you're gonna bring Steve Carell back, bring his uh, the character's love. You're totally respect. right. Because thank she you. was like a big part of the Shoot. of the show too. Yeah. That's a good oh, one. by the way, what I'll just tag on to that. Can you think of another person that didn't come back that was a reasonably big part of the office? Actually, I have two now that I think about it. Nothing really comes to mind. Where's Todd Packer? Wasn't Todd, Todd Packer? Packer. Um, yeah. Well, and how about Danny Cordray? It would have been nice for him to make a. I guess so. They yeah. wouldn't really see them. Yeah. But you're right. Todd Packer should at least make one if Michael's showing up. Yeah. Kelly came back. Daryl came back. My next shooting it. There's this the scene when they're all going to give cats in the the gift. Right, gift spot, the gift table. Which I'm such an idiot. You had to explain to me. I'm like, why is everybody buying? Yeah, cats? because Angela obviously loves right. cats, and yes. everyone knows that's the perfect gift for them. And Creed's bringing a cat, right? Mm-hmm. And the, I think it's Dakota, that's her name? Right. So in real life, it's Dakota Johnson, who is most famous for Fifty Shades of Grey. Is that the name of that? Yeah. Porno, quasi-porno. Yeah, she appears. Was this the first episode she appeared or maybe the previous she one? She got hired by Dwight, like, or by someone yeah. way in the beginning and then reappears, I right. guess. And the character's name is also Dakota. So um, yeah. But she goes up to, to Creed and says, Hi. Yeah. Why is she talking to Creed? Yeah, I have no idea. And then it's just like a little avenue for Creed to get to say, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. I sell ceramic tile out of Newark. Right. If you want to see my social security number, that would, if that would help. Right. Just right. to show that he has a new identity and he's hiding. But that's just like kind of that a stupid line. That did not land. She goes up to like this old guy and just says hi. Yeah, Dakota Johnson appearing on The Office, it didn't work. If you're going to bring her in there, have people recognize her now. So by the way, she's the the daughter of famous uh, uh, Don Johnson and Melanie mm-hmm. Griffith as well. And if at least have some kind of gag about 50 shades, maybe, or something, I don't know. It was a weird decision. Let's see. One of my shooting it is it's mild, but is, is Nancy the only Nancy is Carol, the only realtor in Scranton. 
because every time there's anything <laughs> involving that's so true she shows up and she's selling Pim, uh, jim and pam's out good oh, one i said nancy because the actress's name of course is nancy carell steve's wife go ahead this isn't necessarily a shooting it just a line that didn't age very well when we find out that ryan's baby is named drake yeah. yeah. Ryan's like, no, I didn't name my baby after a hip hop artist from 2011. <laughs> D- Drake's like the biggest artist right now. That's right. It comes around the other way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Drake is huge now. Yeah. That's a good one. Let's see. I have Jim's exit from Dunder Mifflin to me is way too abrupt and even a little weird because maybe I, they're taking shortcuts because it's a TV show. But first of all, is, does Jim necessarily still have a job at Athlete? Like, it's been a year. Like, a yeah. year has gone by. Supposedly, the he can come in without skipping a beat. Uh, like, exactly. What? Right. And he already decides that he doesn't work there anymore. Pam, at the, towards the end of the episode, answers the phone and says... I'm sorry, Jim Halpert doesn't work here anymore. First of all, who was on the phone? Like, maybe, maybe That's, That was one of my shooting. Oh, Why it? is he going to get called so late? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, the office is technically closed. It's late at night. It's actually, it must be a, a Saturday or a Sunday if it's a wedding. Exactly. So why is he getting a call then? Who was it? Why did he, he had no interest in talking to the person. Yeah. So a couple good ones there. All right, you got more? My last one is, I already pointed this out to you while we were watching, and you said I could have it. When Dwight is asked, did I get along with my coworkers? He said, no, I don't have coworkers. I have subordinates. And let me check. So he goes through his list, and Meredith is the only one that can headbang to Motorhead or whatever. Right, right, right. And then he says, my former accountant, Angela, is now my wife. Yeah. She's not his former accountant. She still works there. She's still the accountant. He explicitly said former former accountant. In fact, he said something about his accountant talking about oscar first didn't he He said something is the godfather yes exactly oscar is the godfather to my son and my former accountant which which leads me to believe that there must have been some deleted scene or something where angela decides she's leaving the office and just and just because now she's married so maybe or she wants to be a salesman or something like something weird like that yeah huge now let's say for the sake of argument that angela actually left dunder mifflin that was all about how many, this is because this is an on-the-spot trivia for both of us, I guess, but how many employees at Dunder Mifflin from episode one till the final episode remain? Remain, yeah. Uh, so Kelly. Uh, no, not Kelly. She's gone. Remember? She left. Oh, she left? She, she wasn't even on the last season. Oh, my God. So it's just Dwight. It's Phyllis, Meredith. Oscar, right? Right. Toby gets fired. Daryl's gone. Well, Aaron, Pam and Jim. But Aaron wasn't the original. Aaron wasn't there originally. It's really interesting. That might, yeah, they're very and, few. And Stanley retires. And Stanley retires, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So it's really amazing with the cast. That we're talking about probably about 12 people down to like three or four, whatever we just said. I don't know. Interesting. Rewind the podcast, people. Okay, I have maybe a couple more quick ones. Let's see. This is really nitpicky, but I'm fairly sure that during the, when they flash back to old episodes, there's a shot of Jim spinning shooting a yo-yo in the direction of pam yes. and that i don't think that ever appeared never happened there you never go happened. all right so you're with me on that one good when angela kisses dwight in one of the final scenes of the show they're kind of hanging around the office angela is looking very happy and sort of very demure sitting up on the receptionist desk and she leans over and gives dwight like the the sweetest kiss you've, to me completely out of character yeah. i don't care angela martin could not have changed that much I agree. she can love dwight but she and she did love dwight we knew she loved her but to express that kind of affection sorry totally agree. not giving and not giving you that one i talked about jim's job this is a minor one, but Ke- or maybe it was intentional, but Kelly, when the, you mentioned the Drake thing, when she hears Drake, she says, oh, I'm obsessed with Drake. 
And then a moment later, she says to her fiance or husband or whoever that guy's supposed to be, he, she says, I'm obsessed with this baby. So I guess maybe the joke was she gets obsessed with things really quickly. Otherwise, uh, you could have mixed up the language there in the scripting. Uh-huh. That might be all I have. Yes. Perfect. So let's move on to hot take. Hot take. Well, let's, Griff, could you turn on the, uh, the, bacon the grill quick. there, please? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, it's not plugged in. Okay, there it is. There we go. Don't clamp your foot down. Don't clamp your foot down. All right. I like my hot take in this one. All right, I'll do. Mine aren't as good. I might have two quick ones. I have but, one. Wow. Okay. So we'll save yours for last. Okay. Minor and and boring. So turn off the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So here's one of my hot takes: is this this episode of The Office? What did I say? 2011. So that was nine years ago. 2013. Oh, did I? Let's confirm that it was originally aired 2013. Okay. So it was only seven years ago. It wasn't that long ago, but saw the future kind of well. One, they said at one point during discussing the documentary, they said, you people have your lives recorded all the time now. Back in the day, back when they started recording the do- this documentary, it wasn't that common. And all I'm, all, I just thought that was interesting because from 2013 to 2020, it's blown up even more. Everybody is recording themselves mm-hmm. doing everything. But the one that I liked was when Dwight says nobody buys dvds anymore he really predicted the future there because whatever dvd sales were in 2013 i guarantee you they're like Fars. a fraction so yeah. my hot take was a good predicting the future let's see i thought i had one more the other one is really just kind of mean-spirited but nelly was never good on the show ever yeah <laughs> and they kept her right till the end and i'm sure the actress slash comedian is a very nice person but that's my hot take. She just brought very nothing to the table. And then to tack on sort of a quasi shrewd, the whole plot line about how she ends up with Ryan's baby is just a little too convenient yeah, for me. It was, it was way like, too easy. It's, you can't just, I, I don't think you can just take a baby. Like, oh, look, they don't want that baby. I'll take the baby all in the span of about 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Your hot take. I have another the nature little noise. shrewd before because oh, yeah. I forgot to say this. We both pointed this out when Creed is playing a song at the end. Yep. Phyllis points out, oh, Jim, remember Office Olympics? Like, remember Flonkerton? I yeah, loved that. Right. And then Creed was like, I still have my medal from that. Yes. Creed never won a medal in Creed Office Olympics. Creed did not win a medal. You, yes, you noticed that. Yeah, that, um, was, that was a good one. Okay. My hot take is that this episode of The Office has the most amount of, I'm going to call them chills moments yeah. in the entire season, in right. the entire show. Yeah. I think there are six... Arguably, there's three solid ones, six ones probably total. You want to tell us? Yeah. Tell us the three of them. Moments that give you just goosebumps. Like, Mm -hmm. first is the, I love the root it do do scene when Andy gets like his mojo back. Yeah. And he sees everyone you think he's about to get made fun of and they all like love him for himself. Yeah. We've just seen like an episode plus of Andy getting his soul beaten down by being humiliated on TV. And when he, when they scream root it do to do and, He's trying to like gather his thoughts and then yeah. he just he chimes in. You do wanna like You wanna you, scream it with him. Yeah, like, you do. You do wanna scream it with him. You're right. That's a good one. Another one is when Aaron finds her mother, like her mom comes. Yeah, I actually I still tear up a little bit at yeah. that one. It's very sweet. If we didn't clarify Aaron's parents, who she has never met because she was put up for adoption, show up at the taping of this documentary and Joan Cusack and, and the great Ed Begley Jr. is the dad. Yeah. And it's kind of cute how she's dim-witted so she doesn't get it at first and uh-huh. everyone else is looking at her like that's your mom yeah 
Another one goosebump moment is when Michael reappears for the first time in however many seasons. Big time. We just see like the camera pan to him and oh, great scene when he and Dwight have that connection and he again. Looks, he looks differently than when we last saw him, right? Yes. I don't know. I guess it's like the salt and pepper hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. Something about his eyebrows look different. Yeah. I don't know. But it was still Michael. Oh, I have another hot take to, to piggyback on. One, another moment, maybe slightly when they say that they'll take the house, the people that are getting shown the house by Carol, they right. say, oh, we want to buy your house. Right. And then Jim and Pam look at each other like, are we going to do this? Like, yeah. eh, it's kind of sappy, it's, but whatever. No, I'll give you that. Andy's speech. When Andy's giving yeah. his speech at Cornell, right. he says, I feel bad for you because you're about to leave Cornell. Yeah. And then like we realized he actually gave a really good speech and he's yeah. actually doing well for himself. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, they let us off the hook for feeling bad for Andy, which was a nice way to end it. And then my final goosebump moment, this makes it six, is the just like the last scenes, the last song that Creed's singing when we like see the, the flashbacks back to the old times in the office and it finally ends. That's just... They, they took a chance, I think, in going the last maybe 20 minutes of the show are light on comedy and high on sentimentality and nostalgia and they took a chance doing that because it departs from the normal like those last few moments are pam explaining to the documentary crew how much this meant to her worked i think because it made you sad and they showed pam happened to look she was dolled up i guess for dwight and angela's wedding she looked very glamorous sitting there in the conference room and then they flash back to her sitting behind reception in season one she looks like mm-hmm. a different person completely she, she's mousy she's and you just sort of realize you feel like as a viewer that you've grown up with these people you <laughs> feel like you know them and it's like oh pam good for you pammy one i don't mean to bring the mood down but hot takes slash shrewd you could. We, I, I wanted more Michael. I wanted more Michael in this. And mm-hmm. why didn't Michael come back? Well, I, I guess I know why in real life Michael didn't come back to the office afterwards to hang out with everybody. Probably because the actor, Steve Carell, like, wasn't available and he was only available to show up at that at yeah. the wedding scene maybe. But I wanted Michael to come back at the very end yeah. and, just, and just give us one more. Like, um, I feel like you've told me an explanation for why he had so few lines before, but I can't remember. I probably anything. told you and I've already forgotten what yeah. it was. <laughs> Maybe we'll discuss that on a, a future episode of That's What They Said. By the way, there will be more. That's a teaser. All right. So, uh, hot take. We just got Dundies left. Dundies. Yeah. You want to go? Sure. My Dundee for the best loser slash the biggest comeback goes to Andy Bernard. Nice. Because I love that plot where he gets way down on himself. People make fun of him horribly. We see at the restaurant, people even walk up to him all the time and are like, baby, wow, wow, you're just going to start crying now. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're mean to him. And he takes it, like takes it strong. He's good old Andy and he's actually doing well for himself. So comes back, makes gets back to Cornell, his happy days. Yeah. I spaced out for a sec. Did you just mention the scene where a guy taunts him in the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, So that at the time, I was kind of wondering why they put that in there, but now I understand. Like they're trying to show that he's been beaten down so much, but he's hanging in and there. And even in yep. a deleted scene, we see he goes to deliver a toast for Dwight and Angela at their wedding, and I think it's Angela's sister takes out her phone and is like, "That's baby Wawa. I'm recording this. I'm going to catch right. him doing something stupid." Right. And he delivers this beautiful speech and says, "Like, keep loving Dwight. For how you love Dwight. Just keep loving him the way yep. that I know you do." And right, it's even like a as powerful, a powerful right. speech as a former fiance of Angela and of then the bride, he, you hear Angela's total- sister. Yep. You hear Angela's sister say, wow, that was beautiful. I'm putting my phone away. I'm, not, yeah. I'm deleting that. <laughs> Which is <laughs> a really cynical view of people these days with their phones. If they're not going to embarrass themselves, why would I want it on, want to record it? Yeah, you know what? Not 
that probably ended up a deleted scene. I'm because it was duplicative of the Cornell speech, or maybe they decided we'll maybe do the Cornell speech. Andy, you only get one redemption speech. So my Dundee goes to the world for the worst April Fool's prank. And as we record, because <laughs> as we record this, it happens to be April 5th. On April 1st, there was not one, but two rumors about different versions of The Office coming back, including one that was going to be called The Warehouse, which was described as a midquel, not a prequel or a sequel, but a midquel, just kind of stuff that happened. And each one of these, uh, shame on you pranksters, because you took time to make it sound convincing, because... To just simply say the office is coming back with this entire cast is unrealistic because the actors are, they're all way too expensive, I would mm -hmm. think, for a sitcom. And, but to, to get Daryl, to get Craig Robinson, maybe other bunch of people to be, to do a, a, something get called the, the Warehouse. Monster, like, get the sea monster back. Yeah. And maybe we, even Roy. Yeah. And uh, although you'd have to explain why, da no, they said midquel. So they said maybe before Daryl goes on to athlete. And then there was another one which explained there was going to be some special called Michael Scott on the Road, which was like somebody took the time to wrote this, write this like 1,000-word article about this new show. Much of the details were believable, but there was one that stuck out like a sore thumb. It said, in the events after The Office, Michael Scott actually sells the movie Threat Level Midnight, and it's a huge smash. Yeah. And now he's a celebrity. It's like, they would never do that. Like, it wouldn't happen even in the, the fake The Office universe. Anyway. I think we're, are we out of here, Griff? That's it. I'm sad. That's, that's the last I know, one. I know, I know. Tears in my eyes too, Griff. And, and by the way, I'm your father, so you can cry now just like Aaron did. <laughs> um, I know you already knew that, I guess. So now I'll put you on the spot, Griff. Can you promise that this is not the end of That's What They Said? Even though we have counted down the top 10, will there be another episode? Of course there will be more. There All, will right. Be more. All right, Griffin's going to college next year, but we still got a few months before that, so I will grab him for this pod. We've counted down the top 10 uh, episodes of The Office as we see them, but we'll be back. Just check this feed, check Apple Podcasts. By the way, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. The top 10 may have ended, but this podcast said not it. We're going to go back and analyze other episodes in creative ways and keep giving you the last and keep The Office alive. And so, but for this episode, anyway, my name is Dave, and on behalf of Griff, we want to bid you a farewell and say thank you for listening. And Griff, pose the following questions. To I'll them. ask everyone... Why do we love the shrewd tradition so much? Why does Michael only have two lines in the entire episode? Mm. And why did it all have to end? Why? No! Because that's what they said! That's what they said! <laughs> <laughs>